Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. Welcome to Tech Bytes 37. Now that sounded automatic, you know, like no, yeah, a robot. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Tech Bytes. This is episode 37. And just so you know, if you're just joining us for the first time, Tech Bytes, it's a podcast by Technest where we talk about the tech news, analysis, reviews, and industry updates. We also have conversations with industry experts where we talk about conversations that matter to you and me. All right, I will be doing this alone. I'll be doing this with Omole. My name is Dami, mm-hmm. and I have Omole in the studio. He knows my name today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even though, even though. <laughs> How was the week? Uh, let me, okay, I don't want to say what I went to at the hospital because people are going to um, call me out. Uh, but what I went to do made me ill. I've not been to the hospital in a while. So, yes, it actually made me ill. So, Bele. Mm. Bele. Yeah. So back to the conversation of today. Uh, so yes, we will be talking about the news and everything. And along the way, we'll be having a conversation with Ebovi Wali. So we're going to be diving into the world of digital nomads. Yeah, people that live online, if you can call it that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> live so, and work online. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be talking with Ebovi Wali, who is an expert in this field. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. So re, take us away. Um, yes, the first one is from Guinea. Um, hmm, not the first time. So yeah, Guinea's interim government orders fresh internet shutdown ahead of two-day anti-government protests. Does this remind you of anything? Nigeria, Twitter shutdown. Ah, wait, wait first. Yes, nah. Uh-uh. Wait, wait first. <laughs> Let me ask the question first. It's a popular thing for African countries. Ah. Like almost every year we. Every, almost every month, we hear of one African country shutting down internet, and it's almost always political reasons. Maybe people are complaining about the new one policy. Leader that is not happy with and it's just be like, okay, okay, all of you are not going to talk again. Shut down the internet. I feel like they would have done it in Nigeria too, but Nigeria is too strong for one person to be able to do yeah, that. It's about strength. Uh, they did it for Twitter now, so. <laughs> I w- just Twitter. Okay. Facebook is a more powerful platform. Oh, well. Anyway, so as citizens of Guinea jail up for two days of anti-government protests, the national government has ordered a fresh internet shutdown to help curtail the protests. The interim government led by Colonel Mamadi Dombuya, the man behind the 2021 coup, has called for the army to support the police in quelling the planned protests. According to real-time metrics from NetBlocks, a worldwide internet monitor seeking an inclusive digital future, Access to social media platforms like Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, and TikTok have been severely limited across the West African countries since May 17, 2023. So that's today's encounter now. Hmm. The data for that shows that MTN Guinea and Orange, two of the biggest telecom operators in the country, have already obeyed <laughs> the shutdown order. 
Aside from blocking access to social media outlets for citizens, a Twitter user claimed he was unable to view Guinean news sites even after experimenting with multiple browsers. He eventually found a workaround. I imagine that it was Nigeria. They would have said calling out the uh, uh, MTN Guinean Orange. Uh, why are they obeying others? <laughs> how would you even call them uh, out <laughs> in the first place? How would you call uh, them? Exactly. Out? Because Maybe Nigerians in diaspora. So citizens have turned to VPNs as we did when we had um, Twitter shut down. Um, mm. They turned to the, uh, and this happened um, two years ago too in um, Guinea, where they also shut down the internet. Um, but um, media defense. And international human rights organization you know called out the government and said hey you know how internet is a fundamental human right you should not be doing this but you it's know, 2023 this should not be happening like it should not be happening it should not have happened from 2005 that's where that was the last time we should have, even have like happened that. ever like, like when the last time i heard uh, there was a coup i don't remember the country i'm like what what i thought all of that had ended but anyway, let's go to the next one. <laughs> it's 4.5% of Nigerians negatively were negatively affected by CBN's Naira redesign policy. We be no. Uh, and then they <laughs> said it is youths that uh, bore uh, the biggest brunt. And outstanding 84.5% of Nigerians were negatively affected by the Central Bank of Nigeria's Naira redesign policy. This was according to a new survey by um, SB Morgan. The report also revealed that Nigerian youth were the worst hit, with 90.9% of respondents aged between 18 and, 9, and 29 sorry, attesting to have been adversely affected by the cash squeeze or cash crunch. Overall, respondents between the ages of um, 18, 18 to 49, representing the most productive demographic in the country, were more devastated by the ruinous policy. <laughs> Yeah, it's it was it was it was a terrible time. <laughs> we saw we saw we saw we saw dark things. I think like everybody was. We're buying naira. We're all affected. Now we're starting the age group. Well, because yeah, actually, market women in the market women were not market men and women are not exactly eighteen to forty nine. Some of them are way older. I actually even think the youths were the ones to catch on yeah, to for the internet like trends faster. The older guys took very long to get on. I know, I know people in my family that for the first one month of that. It's just this year that my dad is uh, no, uh, less than a month ago. My dad said telling me he now has an OP account. I'm like, hmm, interesting. I know, <laughs> I know people that they have to always go to the bank to make transfers. So that period was hellish for them. Like for every month, they couldn't money, do they, anything. They couldn't do anything. They don't have USSD. They don't have a bank card. They don't have internet banking. Nothing. It was just like. Anyway, let's go on. I mean, all things have passed away. Amen. Amen. That's if they don't rescind it. And you know, sometimes when I think about, you know, why the policy was um, um, announced or um, released, um, financial inclusion, I'm like, hmm, did it really have any effect? Because people are going back to cash. Cash is king in Nigeria. Even young people. I remember we did a a street tech uh, episode where we asked people which they prefer, online or cash. And it was actually balanced. Young people. You know, saying that they will do cash. So imagine older people who don't even trust the system enough to want to do online. And that period where there was no cash at all, a lot of people distrusted the system more. Yeah. <laughs> because you do transfer, it has left your account, it's not getting destination. Or there, there are a lot of issues that period. But this so is yes, Nigeria, Asha. Would if the rule comes back tomorrow, would still just adapt and move on? And we keep adapting, and it's not it's not fair. <laughs> anyway, Nigeria to invest uh, Nigeria. 
to invest um, 5.3 billion in digital bets and death registration platform. Uh -uh. I remember um, census. Um, I don't remember the amount now, but now they want to uh, do another one. This one is for people who have died mm. <laughs> and people who are going to be born. 5.3 billion. At least it's not dollars. At least, at least it's not dollars. <laughs> how, mu how much is that? <laughs> it's not 5.3 billion dollars. Ah, I can't do the maths now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the maths now. But it's still a lot of money. It um, is actually a lot of money. It's about 11 million dollars going by official rates. Also. Just to register dates and bets. Yeah, but I, I think it's important because during the elections, people were complaining that they were seeing their dead relatives on the list of people that Oh, yes. Yeah, so that has always happened when they release lists like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, people are supposed to get death certificates, then connect with INEC. But because there's no system to synchronize, right? So if I get a death certificate, do I now have to also go to INEC to and say, okay, this person has died. We'll take the person off the list and all of that. It should actually be that. So I get a death certificate, the person is automatically removed or marked as deceased on all government systems the only system in nigeria that is synchronized is the passport system so you if, think passport i even think bvn so if you put your, if before even the bvn if you if you go and maybe you want to register for a passport or you want to maybe get another one and you put a, a january 20 when um in another place you put a 15 they will recall you from passport officer or maybe when you get there now be like your passport is not ready why <laughs> your dates are different you Actually, need, yeah, you need to go to abuja and go the man was even me do name well, you see <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's the only system in nigeria that is actually there's actually a, a synchronization i mm. wish we can have that you know for all of them yeah. um yeah so the infrastructure concession regulatory commission has announced that 5.3 billion will be invested in the development of an electronic civil registration and vital statistics system in Nigeria, that's um, ECRBS, mm -hmm. in Nigeria to improve death and birth registration. The project to um, effectively digitize and maintain electronic records of birth and death registrations in the country. It is funded by um, Mrs. Banksford Technologies um, in partnership with the National Population Commission. <laughs> Those are the ones that want a lot of money too for yeah. the census. Yeah, the ECRBS EC project aims to digitally capture and verify deaths and births in Nigeria offering attestation and verification of certificates to end users through an online platform i just i just want to know how they're going to do verification for deaths oh well maybe you, maybe you submit mortuary or doctors or someone just gonna register my daddy's dead now in the days of loan loan uh, sharks oh my god it's going to be funny uh, we'll um, i just pray that. that their kyc is you know effective so Google plans to um, use new AI models for ads and to help YouTube creators, um, according to sources. So this is it. Mm. Google's efforts to rapidly add new artificial intelligence technology to all of its products um, is making way into the advertising world. As the company has given the green light for plans to use um, generative AI, you know, fueled by large language models. It's released a couple of like, language models in yeah. the last um, yeah, event um, to automate advertising and add supported consumer s uh, services. This is according to CNBC. Um, this follows a report from the Financial Times in April this year, which similarly stated that Google could soon create ads by putting together images, video, and text supplied by the advertiser. CNBC reports that Google is also looking into ways to leverage its AI model to provide video ideas to YouTubers. You could mm. also integrate an AI chatbot within the Play Store, Gmail, and Maps to provide customer support. The AI was is fully on. 
May mm. the best man win. Let's <laughs> <laughs> the best man win. Okay, so um, Shewo Agbaje. This one is Shegun. Shegun, sorry. Shegun. This one is interesting. Said uh, telcos are partly responsible for the 22% decline in GTCO's USSD value. Um, I know that they, they've been fighting. You know, banks are owing and. Um, the out 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 um, or um, what's their this thing again? Outing, outing, outing. Are saying that um, we do um, banks are owing a lot of money and banks are saying they they, they even want they don't want to use the system again. Now Shegun, who is the um, CEO of GTCO, GTCO is like the parent company of GT Bank, um, has said that the punitive cost of USSD by telcos is partly responsible for a 22% decline. The company's USSD transactions. So this is what he said. Uh, we are quoting him. The 6.98 naira charge is a punitive cost, and most people do not want to pay that just to use the USSD. That's why it has stopped growing. He said during the company's um, earnings call. The statement represents a combination of ongoing tensions between the association of um, licensed telecommunications operators of Nigeria, that's Alton, uh, the private body that represents the interests of telcos and deposit money banks, over. A one twenty billion. That's a lot of money. Yeah, one billion debt. Um, so let's quote another thing from um, Shegun. He says, um, "USSD is a clumsy technology. It's not state of the art." He did not know that before. Mm. The best way to have financial inclusion is to crash the cost of data so that data becomes more affordable. Then we can use what is a superior technology. I yeah, superior technology. GT was the first that mobile. actually started using USSD. Yeah, <laughs> so I think yeah. All of a sudden, now it's a clumsy technology. After you, are, you have owed, you're now owing telecoms companies. I think superior technology, yeah, actually refers to the uh, mobile internet mobile banking, banks, yeah. right, and all of that. But come to hey, think about it, is it just data? Because you're also talking about access to the tech behind it for the average person now that doesn't have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. How did they access exactly. it? Exactly, and that is why the USSD is in place. So if you don't have a smartphone, you can use your Nokia eleven ten and just dial and just dial star whatever and and everything. And yeah, and I, I don't do. know. Of course, it's not safe, right? Because I, I I know someone that had a, an incident recently. She lost her phone, and of course they couldn't access the bank app because they took the phone off her and all of that. What they could use was the USSD, so they were just buying. Recharge card like credit into our fo- our line and we're selling it off or something, mm-hmm. transferring it to another line and all of that. That's that's another way to think about it. It's not the best in terms of safety, but to say it's not the best for financial inclusion. Uh, mm, oh well, I'm not that's sure. That's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> questionable. <laughs> um, so yes, um, that's it. Uh, or wait, let's let's. Alton uh, says that banks have not cleared their USSD debt for years. I recently received approval from the NCC, that's the Nigerian um, Communications Commission, to disconnect customers from the service. Many leaders in banking have remained passive until now. Agwaji added that USSD is not set up the art technology and that internet costs must come down. I agree, internet costs should come down because we pay significantly higher for what we earn on the average in Nigeria. So, yes. He can't say we should come down the USSD. I barely don't. I don't even use USSD that much. So I just got visited in three or four years. Anyway, I'm <sighs> fine. The last time I did use, they say I should go to the bank to register. I'm like, okay, I ain't doing that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's the end of it. All right, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rui. Uh,
just in case you want to listen to the others, please go to all of our past episode 36, 35. I can keep going down. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you <laughs> should, right. actually. All right. So, to the conversation of today, we're going to be talking about digital nomads and, you know, Africa. You know, we're going to be sharing experiences of digital nomads across Africa. And just so you know, digital nomads are people who work remotely and travel the world, you know. And it's becoming a thing in Africa. People are proudly calling themselves digital nomads you have people that have created a job out of it being digital nomads you know content creators communities <laughs> and all of that and it's quite interesting because africa has diverse cultures uh diverse landscapes some economies are fast growing some others are yeah mm -hmm. you know what it is <laughs> <laughs> and you know beyond lagos beyond the popular places in africa digital nomads are yeah, data nomads are, bre are breaking the barriers, right? They are going far. They are doing. They are going to places that people don't really notice. I mean, they are teaching people that these places are good for you and all of that. There's, so there's a whole lot to explore around it. And I mean, beyond just content creators online and Instagram and the pictures, people are also having jobs and they are still digital nomads, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, unlike popular <laughs> belief, some people would say it's not that expensive too. So mm. all of that will be things we'll explore today into this conversation. And to do this with us, we have Ebovi Wali. Uh, Ebovi Wali is the CEO of Kacha Labs, a global venture studio building products for the future of work across community and fintech. Kacha Labs is behind Nomadic Community, a new movement of global digital workers and lomads to drive connections and conversations for new workers. Kacha is also building Worker. So Worker is going to provide or is providing global portable benefits for financial services, pension, savings, health insurance, credit for digital workers who work as independents and all the cash and all their employers do not provide these benefits for them. All right. Prior to Kacha, Ebovi was chief growth officer at Bitmama, a leading crypto payments platform. Uh, CEO of African Payments Platform as well, Changera App, and Managing Partner at VC Syndicate Fund, Tribe Africa Community. Ebovi is also leading global, is also a leading global tech voice running a tech, geopolitics, and global markets focused substack with 10K plus followers. I mean, so we have an amazing, amazing person in the I was, I was thinking that the profile will not end. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it to end. Hi, <laughs> Bobby. Thank you for joining us Hi, today. Thank you so much. How are you doing? It's a pleasure. I'm, yeah. I'm doing very well. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So. Lagos, Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, the digital nomad is here in Lagos for us, just for us today. Just so. for today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'll go to the first obvious question. Yeah. Uh, being a digital nomad, of course, it comes with lots of plethora of benefits. Mm -hmm. It's something that is always touted. You know, everybody talks about it. So, from your own angle, from your own end, what are the benefits of digital? nomads in Africa, especially in comparison with those of other regions? <laughs> I think, I think you know, the best way to always start this conversation, you know, and it's something that I've been doing uh, for a while now. Um, you know, we recently started the Nomadic Community, which is a community of digital workers and nomads, mm. right? Uh, and something that we've been doing for a while is to, you know, before talking about the benefits, is yeah. to sort of help redefine what the concept of digital nomad you know is or digital nomadism <laughs> 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 what it is right uh, mm. and um you know for us 
it took us a while to understand what this concept is and you know it's something that we want to share with the world uh because you know the traditional idea of what a digital nomad is is someone who sort of like travels the world a lot right yeah. um five six ten countries in a year um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, instagram <laughs> instagram content creator <laughs> exactly and you know but we, we realized that all of us are digital nomads mm. right um so as far as you can work in the type of you know work or economic activity um you know where you don't necessarily have to sort of like work from an office every day right um you know as far as i mean even if you work from an office like because uh, there are some times where you have to have physical yeah like, location, activities. right um you know off-site and uh, you know group trips and all that stuff right uh, but as far as you have relative control over this type of economic activity that you do right that you're a digital nomad Right. Uh, that means that you can work from anywhere. Um, like this morning, <laughs> I've been working since like 4 a.m. Oh, wow. Know, my dining table, um, you know, I created content already, um, you know, shared with my team, um, you know, on, on all sides. And, um, you know, I, I, had to, I had to rush down here. <laughs> I told you that I'll, I'll be running late. But funny enough, yeah. it was quite free. Um, you know, so th- that's that's exactly the concept of digital of digital nomad. You can work from anywhere, um, coffee shop, restaurant, your bed. Um, mm. I think that's the same <laughs> campaign benefit. You know, from your dining table, from anywhere, or, or I mean, or, or, or you travel. Um, you know, for example, at the community, we have this. Um, you know, weekend getaway um, next next Saturday to ITA mm. Badon. Mm-hmm. Right oh, for, wow. the, for the group and about you know, twenty of us have sort of like registered already and we are we are going. Um, you know it's going to be a working trip. There'll be time to like you know get your work done and all of that stuff. But you know we're back to Lagos again. Um, and to the then, boss. <laughs> you know next month we are going to Benin and Togo. Um, you know I should be in Kenya at some point. Um, you know in a couple of months as well too. Mm, right. That's good. Um, you know so there's relative control over how work is done right um so so the benefits essentially right for me is <coughs> is mostly in two parts right i think you know first of all the social benefit that comes with it or uh, you know the freedom that comes with it is is unquantifiable right mm. you have your career in your own hands and that and that's one thing that we have been preaching at the community nomadi um that because you have your work in your hands right uh, you, t- you have control over your work you yeah. have control over your life as well mm-hmm. because human beings like we are mostly 90 percent work you understand i don't know what they mean by work-life balance <laughs> work is life you have, to, you have to find a balance one way or the other you know you have to find a balance one way or the other so it's, it is such a beautiful thing it's not a beautiful concept where you know you become sort of you know an institution um you know like my friends at full gap college um you know you become an enterprise right uh i mean even if you're working for a company but the fact that the fact that you can wake up at any time and get your work and done your is, work is, is 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 just you know there's so there's so much peace that comes with this job you know emotional satisfaction yeah. emotional um you know freedom mental satisfaction mental freedom like you're just in control and i don't think you can put a price to that yeah. right you can't Actually. put a price to that I, I, I'm, I'm coming from I, i'm traditionally an investment banker i was an investment banker for about two or three years um, you know, here in Lagos, um, before moving into tech, and you know, um, 
in this digital nomad um, industry. You know, I, I, did, I did most of the most of the landmark transactions, um, the MTN list on Nigeria Stock Exchange, which, you know, with Chapel Denham, and oh, wow. uh, I, I think the other one was Arthur and Diamond Bank Major. You know, we supported the investment banking team on on those, right? But for me, like <coughs> the reason why I made the shift was, um, like, <laughs> you know, there, there were times I, I lived I lived not too far from this studio, like I told you, right? Yeah. There were times I returned here by by eleven the ninth, mm. you know. 12 midnight, one, one, asking for money. And someone is harassing <laughs> you at the gate or something oh. by that time, right? It, you know, it becomes it becomes quite quite chaotic, and um, you know, I, I just I just couldn't because I just knew there had to be an easier way of life. Yeah. <laughs> there has to, to be an easier way of life. Let's, like, be, let's begin from there. So, sure. you talk about the challenges of your previous job, I'm yeah. sure there are challenges. Yes, you know? <laughs> nomad well. a digital nomad. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about resources, <laughs> light, nepa. Currently, we are on Jane. Mm-hmm. That means there's no power. Um, there's no internet. Internet, mm-hmm. internet yeah. is poor. So, you know, taking that all that all of that into consideration, you know, mm-hmm. what are the challenges? You know, you know, real life challenges that data nomads face. Mm-hmm. You know, if they decide, okay, I want to be a data nomad. Like I want to be a data nomad. I want to be in Kenya working. <laughs> so, what are the challenges I'm going to face? To <laughs> The challenges are quite, as much as the benefits are great. Um, one last benefit I should have added is the economic. You know, benefit. Benefit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Like, very um, important. Yeah, transport. <laughs> <laughs> transport. I mean, apart from the cost savings, right? Relatively, like, you know, you just higher income. It's relatively mm-hmm. higher income. If you look at it, it's like, um, you know, you can become a content creator. You can become a YouTuber, podcaster. You can create YouTube playlists. Um, you can come. You can become an artist. You can become anything you want to become. Mm. Right. Mm. You have the ability to work for multiple customers or multiple jobs and all that right and then you're also working on a global level for example right yeah. you can work for anybody anywhere and get paid at the same scale anywhere right so digital nomad is quite it's quite a robust you know concept right but when you talk about the challenges trust me the benefits as <laughs> much as the benefits are there are right there are challenges right and, and most of them are you know like you know for example we, we, ha- we had to you know, I think one of the most significant challenges is internet, right? Mm-hmm. We had to re-record mm-hmm. this session. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, the first time network was <laughs> the first time we did it, we did it over over Zoom, or was it? Yeah, and, yeah. Zoom. Um, you know, the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> network was chaotic. The chaos. <laughs> the chaos. In fact, I was just wondering how will I say everything I said the last time again <laughs> <came> today. <laughs> but I mean, we are, we are here anyway. So I I, th- I think internet is one big challenge, right? Um, the last time we spoke, I, I kind of like broke challenges into several, you know, level levels, right? We mm-hmm. have infrastructure challenges. We have the, you know, different levels of, you know, the concept of digital nomad or digital work, you know, digital economy. We have the infrastructure challenge. Um, we have the, you know, the um, payment challenge. We have the networking challenge. And then we have the, lastly, um, you know, just basic financial products, and then any other challenge that will arise in the future, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 right? Because challenges always come, right? But you have to be ready to challenge them, right? So um, a lot of people have taken on, um, you know, several the first level of um, you know digital nomad challenges, which is infrastructure challenges. A lot of yeah. people have taken on the um, payment challenge. Um, we are now the first to take on the networking challenge to nomadic community oh, so i've provided a platform for digital nomads to sort of like network with themselves very very simply today 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 to nomadi if you step into any country as a digital nomad or even in lagos like a lot of us work from home we don't even know ourselves like <laughs> we realize that, that there's so much nomadi grew to over a thousand people in less than a month wow. all over the world 
you know, and it's still growing. We're adding over 200 members every week, you know. And for me, it's like, what are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it tells you that there's a problem. People want to connect, mm. right? People want to mm. connect. Um, so we created a platform for to connect. Today on Nomad, you can just step into any country and say, oh, hi, I'm here. Um, you know, is anybody here I would like to hang out with? Anybody in Kenya I would like to hang out with? And you find people, right? Mm. It's, it's almost like it's becoming quite viral. Um, you know, t we teach ourselves together in master classes. Um, you know, we travel together on group trips. Uh, we hang out in different cities and all of that stuff, right? So we are, we are, we are solving a networking challenge, right? But, but going back to the infrastructure problem, right? There's so much. If you look at it, electricity is one. Uh, you know, internet access. Um, you know, is another one. And you know, several brands, for example, the guys who are providing like inverters and all of that stuff for digital workers are you know helping out. You know, on on, on that front. And then I think you know, Starlink came out, came with um, you know, yeah, with the Wi-Fi, satellite you know, internet, MTN, 5G, and you know, and, and the rest. There's 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 there's, there's solutions to explore as well to talk about infrastructure you know challenges right but i think electricity and internet access you know are based at the most pressing infrastructure challenges yeah. and then you know just um you know for example we have to go on a lot of meetings sometimes your sound quality is not great and yeah. all that stuff mm. you know so yeah. all those things i remember happen. being amazed that the light <laughs> went off <laughs> it's also dark <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it can be quite chaotic at some point and then um <coughs> you know <coughs> your actual is payment right because you are working. You are working in a global village. You know, the, the concept is the concept of digital nomad or digital work is that the world is not a global village. Um, you know, just 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 the previous day, I was, I was talking to investors. Um, I think some investors in Europe, right? You know, and they have to send you know some of their investment and all of that stuff, right? Uh, and you know, myself, I'm a founder, but you know, just talking about like you know people who do like. You know, client work all over the world. Like it's quite challenging to receive payments. I mean, there are no other solutions out there, but um, you know, there, there's still the culture in right? You know, mm. um, virtual bank accounts closing down and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, so another thing we are, we are propagating is, um, you know, from a solution standpoint, because I think solutions all the time is crypto, stable coins. Like the world needs to move. The world needs to move to stable coins one way or the other. The world needs to move to stable coins one way or the other. Right, so mm. that you know we can make it easier to transact on a global scale. Right, that is what that is the fundamental idea behind stable coins. Every other thing is, um, you know, is um, somebody's somebody's ideology, <laughs> <laughs> you know, replacing replacing government and the rest. But for me, like, what's the value for the average African? What's the value value for the average global South individual? Right, I think you know, transaction making transaction easier, you know, is something that mm. you know is just and faster. you know faster, and then. The third level, like I said, is networking. We, we, are, we are fixing that with, with the Mali community. Uh, mm. And then the final level is, you know, basic financial products, right? Beyond payments, like, what else What else? Com what else has to come with work? You know, when you think about work, in insurance, insurance, pension, healthcare, um, you know, even credit, salary advance. How does a YouTuber yeah. today, mm, for example, get, get a pension? You know, mm. it's almost impossible. And in, you know, for us, when we think about pension, we're thinking about pension from a global scale because a YouTuber can, for example, travel to, you know, Lesotho today and he's doing content and he wants to stay there for a month, right? He can travel to uh, Cameroon, you know, Bulgaria, like. And w what that means is that, <coughs> you know, we need financial services that work insurance, on a global scale, on a global scale. Like, how do I step into any country in the world and I have health insurance there? Right, that's mm. what we're solving at, you know, through our second product worker. 
um, you know, Catcher Labs, we're solving. So we're solving for globally interoperable financial services, right? So pension that works everywhere in the world, health insurance that works everywhere in the world, okay. um, credit that works everywhere in the world. I don't need, today, two worker, um, you know, you just build a credit score after three months, even if you are in Kenya, you don't need to plug into Kenya financial services to get to get a loan. You just get it from a global a global financial service provider, and that's us, right? Um, you know, and, mm. and, and, you know, the product will also evolve as, 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 we're, as we're growing, right? But, you know, so if you look at it just you know holistically, right? There are four level levels of challenges I've mentioned: infrastructure, payments, um, community or networking, and then lastly, financial products. Oh, that's right? yeah. that's interesting. So, just a quick one: hmm. your past life and your new life, right? Putting its scale of preference, DR, debit side, credit side, debit side, credit side, uh, pros and cons, and all of that. Which is better? <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh, <laughs> man. I'm living my life, man. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, great, great. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just, I, I just become every money and I'll do whatever I want to do. Ah, you know, right. there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's freedom. I, there's freedom. Mm. I treat every day. There's no playbook anywhere, so anything should be done. Yeah. There's no playbook anywhere. Nah, <laughs> I just become every money and also, do. Also. You know, you can never find this kind of like, you know, freedom elsewhere. Mm, mm. Great. <laughs> so when you were talking, you talked about some locations across Africa. I know you mentioned Kenya. Yep. Then of course there's Nigeria, Lagos. Are there other locations across Africa that digital nomads? That it's popular for digital nomads. Sure, sure, sure. I th- I think you know um you know just to emphasize in terms of um you know some of the best locations for digital nomads. Uh, I I think you know a lot of like research and even personally because I was in Nairobi, um mm. you know sometime last year and trust me I I need to go back there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Nairobi, is a, Nairobi is a wonderful city. Oh wow! Like it's, it's it's a really wonderful city, and it's somewhere that I, I recommend everyone. If you go to Nairobi, you will not come back, <laughs> right? Um, Kigali as well, also a beautiful place. Um, mm. You know, I think the East African corridor overall is quite mm. it's quite a memorable place. So to how does from. how do the cultures you know? affect you know the experiences of digital numbers hmm. culture you know it's, it's it was a cultural thing actually it was a very cultural <laughs> thing i think you know some of my most memorable experience in kenya or in nairobi was you know how cordial people were like you know nigeria is a place where you know everyone is just on their own <laughs> anyhow anyhow wow. you know you, <laughs> for example like when i first um when I first, you know, got into university, yeah. you know, I, I was I, I was a greeter. Like I used to greet people all over this. I was like, hi, good morning, how are you? Hello. And yeah. then who have told me that this is Lagos, so they don't greet people here. Uh. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, this is Nigeria. Mind your business. And I'm like, interesting. But you know, when I got to Kenya, you know, people people will walk up to you and say hi to you, mm. right? Mm. You know, interesting. Even ladies like. Kenya women are, are wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like a cultural shock for yeah. you. How did you how did you how did you blend in? You blend in? You balance blend it. In. <laughs> <laughs> you have to blend in. It was a big cultural shock, to be honest. It was a big cultural shock. And then you know, I, I think another thing is how free you know, like again, just how free the people were. Like these guys, like they are just living their lives. They here, yeah, everybody is carrying everything on their head. Like these guys are at peace. Like you can feel the relative peace in the in this in the, in the society. Mm. Like you know finish on work we used to go we were going out every night i stayed in kenya for about in you know, a week plus or so you know we we're going out every night um you know there was this place alchemist you know quite quite memorable sports uh, i met so many people there oh uh, and very, very quite, quite impressive people as well too 
Right. So I, I think it was, a, it was a cultural shock at first, but man, I had to blend in. I'm not going to miss that moment. So what advice <laughs> will you give now to people who want to adopt, you know, that digital nomad lifestyle? Go for it. Hmm. Go for it. Hmm. There's no, there's no stopping what, there's no stopping what you can do. I always tell people like, there's no playbook anywhere. You can become anything you want to become. Right. Hmm. Okay. You just need, like we we're just talking before we started the session, how did, um, you know, some of these creators that are very popular today, for example, Corti and Yoloa and the rest, right? How did they become who they were or who they are today? It just became it. it there's, no, there's no, there's no yeah. written down rule anywhere. I was, I told somebody somewhere, I told somebody the other day, like, Tosin of Money Point, who built Money Point, he did not have a playbook on this is how to build Money Point. You have to wake up and just do it. Mm. You know, you can't just be sitting down and be expecting change to happen in your life, right? You have to go for it. Yeah. You have to go for it. You have I to mean, walk. You have I to get up one day. You have to, first of all, imagine it. And then you get up one day and start telling everybody, I'm a digital nomad. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, why. I think I, the fear <laughs> for many is the, is the cost of getting into that lifestyle. Mm. You know, there's also that fear of cost of acquisition. I mean, if mm. you're a content creator, for example, you either have to get a very good phone, which is expensive by naira standards mm-hmm. a very good laptop or a good camera good lights Stand. good yep. background either maybe you rent a shortlet or you build your apartment to look pretty cool mm-hmm. i mean there's all of that if you're traveling there's a cost of traveling ticket accommodation so there's that heavy costs of course stigma around digital nomadi is this something and that that's, is and that's the reason why they're not doing it mm. you in this digital nomad life like you have to just you have to just dream in possibilities <laughs> you have to dream what is possible. You have to first, you have to first stop what you are doing and say, "I want to be that nomad," right? And you know, you start putting things together for yourself, right? So if you say cost is the barrier, <coughs> for example, like I explained, walking out from a coffee shop is digital nomad. <laughs> walking out from a restaurant is digital nomad, right? You don't have to travel. You know, like my last trip, for example, was um, was it Accra? My last international trip was Accra last year. Sometimes in September. I've not traveled since then, you know. But it doesn't mean I'm a digital nomad. I'm still a digital nomad, right? Of course, I'm putting you know resources together and, and all of that stuff, right? You have to start something, right? You have to start something. You know, that's what, that's what, that's, that's just what we believe, right? You know, cost cannot be your barrier. Mm. You know, cost cannot be your barrier. I, I'm I'm a personal believer that if you're creating value, people will f- money will follow you, right? For example, uh, I I think we all watched Alma, um, you know. I don't the know if you know amazing Alma. Yeah, yeah, yeah the no, no. We, we literally watch her become a travel content creator. <laughs> yeah. You know, so why not me? <laughs> you have to ask yourself, why not me? Mm. What, you know, even if it means collecting money from your uncle to buy <laughs> mic set. So don't exactly. collect money Do you understand? From, from moon sharks. Do you understand? <laughs> don't collect money from moon I don't send you. <laughs> collect money from your uncle or from your parents. I want to buy mic and camera. I'll pay you back. Yeah, but the, the problem with that is they may not understand. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have to understand. Don't understand they don't, like have, to understand. They don't mm. have to understand. They don't have to understand. Nobody needs to understand you. As a digital nomad, you cannot be understood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've become I've the Yahoo Yahoo boy. Even when I see cousin in the office. Of course. They don't have to understand you. Yeah, there's, there's that part. Just give me what I ask you for. I will, later my results will, show, at the end shall speak. My results will show you. So there's that, there's that part of, you know, everybody digital content creation and stuff. But I mean, when you were talking earlier, you mentioned uh, 
digital nomad is beyond just content creation it goes across board there mm-hmm. are guys who work in tech there are people who do so many other things it's robust that, it's really robust yeah so it's how really do you robust. balance work life i mean i would understand if you're a content creator right so what you're doing that enjoyment you're doing in quotes is literally your work mm. so if you go to restaurants you review it it's your work but if you are say a software engineer for example like product manager stuff like that or yeah consultants and and things how do you balance work and you know sure. the vibes sure I, I think at nomadi <clears throat> what we did was we divided the digital nomad you know career into six areas mm-hmm. um you know um i think the first thing we have is product and design um, we have engineering that covers AI, blockchain, machine learning, data, you know, even core engineering, front-end, back-end, DevRel, and the rest, right? Yeah. Um, then we also have growth and marketing, right? It covers everybody in sales, business development, right? Um, you know, then we have digital creator and digital entrepreneur, founders, um, creators, podcasters, YouTubers, those who do forex trading, mm. those who do... Um, yeah you know, digital assets trading, <laughs> like crypto trading, NFT artists and the rest. Um, then we have, um, you know, international business and finance, right? Um, as well, too, for those who are in, like, who work for the DFIs, like World Bank, um, you know, those who are management consultants, like you mentioned, investment yeah. bankers, international investment bankers, right? Um, I, I think those, those, are, those are some of the, those are the, those are the core areas, right? I, I didn't add, but in our goods, sort of we have operation, growth and sales right so mm. in that in that um in that category as well to so we have people who are customer service customer success and all of that right i think i think the last one we did separate was content and writing technical writers um you know um you know those who are international journalists editors for example we have the founder of kenga magazine um in kenya as, as a core member of the nomadic community oh. um right um so <coughs> I, I think i think i think i think first things first right you, we need to first of all appreciate how diverse, right, digital nomad work is. If you look at it, right, um, like I said at the beginning of the conversation, like not all of us will, will be able to, to travel, <laughs> will be able to, um, you know, move every time. Some people will have to be behind a laptop <laughs> for a long time and then yeah, travel. Yeah, Right, you know. So, but but the reality is that you you need to you need to to, to understand like or to balance it. You need to appreciate the fact that we are all nomads. We are all nomads. We are all digital nomads, right? Right. You need to appreciate that the fact that the ability to just be behind a desk, every behind a desk in your room every day is, is a privilege, right? You know, and it is it is good work. It is it is work life <laughs> in, mm, the, in the in the real sense of it, mm, right? Mm. It's work life in the real sense of it, right? And you know, some of the things that we are doing is we are spending a lot of time you know, the community, organizing mind shift sessions, right? We need to help people appreciate their work because you need to understand that whatever you're doing is 90% of who you are at the minimum, right? Everything else is 10% because human beings, you know, we are, we are economic beings. If you're not creating (laughs) anything, you'll suffer. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, actually. If you're not doing anything for work, you'll just be suffering. You'll be wasting your... And, you know, I tweeted the other day that you are exactly... Your network is, is what you are doing. The reason why Dangote, for example, is the richest man in Nigeria today is because every Nigerian is consuming something from him, mm. right? Mm. That's the simple reason. So what, what are you creating, right, for the world? What are you creating for Nigeria or for this thing? That's how to, that's the simple way to make money, yeah. mm. right? You know, so we need to appreciate that work is life and life mm. is work, mm. right? You know, so it, it, you need to build that resilience 
to see your work beyond a task. You know, so even if you are <coughs> writing software, you know, for three months nonstop straight, man, you're creating you're creating something that the world is going to use. You need to see it as that, right? And that way, there's so much peace that comes with. You know, there's just so much peace that comes with it. For example, like I'm on top of so many things, but I don't think I don't think I'm under pressure. But <laughs> 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 well, I'm running several organizations at the same time, right? Um, you know, and everything is going smoothly, yeah. right? Because I have realized the place of peace in work, yeah. right? And that's most important thing we're spending time. So, so at, at at the community, for example, we divided ourselves into several themes. And one of the themes is wellness and well-being, right? Mental wellness, satisfaction, and all that stuff, right? We need to help ourselves become better mm. when it comes to how we think about these things, mm. right? Mm. I wanted to ask you about, you know, how the community operates. Sure. You've already answered that. No, no, I, I still need to add some more things. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. go on then. So, so the community is, is essentially a, uh, a global network, if you look at it, right? Mm. If you join Nomadi today, um, if you go on our Discord, you will see that we are divided across carriers, right? First of all, like I mentioned, all the career the groups, the six career yeah. groups, right? And inside of those, all the career groups, right, we have, um, you know, sub broken down areas, right? Okay. And, you know, what we are building is sort of like a guide system, right? Right. For each of these careers, there's a nomadic leader that is a guide for, for example, the product group, there's a product guide at Nomadi, um, you know, there's a sub guide for brand design, for example. Right. Um, so it's 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 nobody is 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 over a thousand people today, run by over a hundred volunteers, oh. right? Volunteer, you know, leaders, right? Um, you know, ac across every conversation. Then beyond beyond careers, we have also divided ourselves into locations. We're we're also location based because location is a big part of digital nomad, right? So uh, for example, today we are having um, a hangout in Benin City for digital mm. nomads in Benin City, but I'm not there. I can't be everywhere. Yeah. It's the Benin City guy that Tomadi that's organizing it, right? You know, and um, you know, just the other week we had Potakot. I was, vis I was visiting Potakot for two days and I tell you, like, let's host Potakot, right? And the Potakot City guide held the held the event. Tomorrow we are going to have a Buja event. Uh, we're still putting financial touch, financial touches to it as well too. It's all happening, right? Um, everything's just happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you count on your fingers, how many locations would you say you guys are nomadias presence? Currently, um, I mean, we have big ambitions to be every, in every city in the world, right? We're going to do that this year. Um, but currently, we are currently we have leaders in Nairobi, Kigali, okay. um, Salaam in Tanzania. Yeah. Um, we have someone in Brussels, um, mm. Germany, Belgium, Belgium yeah. rather. Um, we have in Berlin as well too. We have in London. We have people in Dublin, right? Uh, we have someone from Cameroon, wow. in Africa. Um, I feel like you have in India too. <laughs> 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 then I mean, when I'm I'm impressed that you've not even mentioned the, very, the first <laughs> obvious places you talk about London or US. <laughs> uh, exactly. Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> <Like Brussels. laughs> that's the reach now, right? Wow, that's, that's, that's the reach of the community. And then in Lagos, for, I mean Nigeria. You know, we have to because Nigeria is, of course, Nigeria is Nigeria is a, is a continent too. We have to break <laughs> it down because we have people in Lagos, we have people in Badon, we have people in Asaba, Enugu, Anambra, Potakot, um, Abuja. Abuja. Like the list oh, is long. Yeah, yeah, we have people in, in Plateau, for example, in Joss, right? It's a, it's a growing Joss community, oh, wow. right? You know, currently, so and you know, Joss, Joss is also a tech hub as well, too. So mm. yeah. yeah, you know, there's a growing Joss community. Um, you know, right now. We have and we have diverse members, right? Content creators, traders, tech people, 
founders, investors, media people, like everyone is on the Madi. Mm. Everyone is on the Madi. Right and, you know. So picking from what I said about, you know, them calling me, they are for it. I've been called that name several times. So if, if people see you, you know, uh, the lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. party, yeah. of course. hanging out, you know, going to the beach, people of are seeing all of that. So we, have to, like, we have to show them. <laughs> so they're like, ah, these people I enjoy, you know. So mm-hmm. that is the misconception, actually. They're not actually enjoying. They're just, they just have more freedom to do what More freedom. Do. But I'm sure there are other mis- misconceptions about, you know, that lifestyle, the digital nomad lifestyle. Yeah. What, what, what are they? Before I go to the other misconceptions, Yahoo Yahoo boys, <laughs> <laughs> I know they are hearing me, <laughs> but no problem. You know, there's there's just 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 to be frank, like I've been I've been tagged the line the line a lot, right? Mm. Um, you know, when I first moved to um, the estate I was staying in in, in Lekki uh, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people were approaching me and be like, "Oh, boss, teach us the wheel and all those kind of things," <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, it's yeah. easy, like OG. And I'm like, come, 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 come. I'll gather them, I'll teach them. I don't see this. See, this is the way of life. You can actually, and I think that's one of the things we're doing at Nomadi. We want to celebrate our lifestyle. Don't hide. Mm. Yeah, city set on the hill. Don't hide. The reason why, <clears throat> just as we were talking earlier today, Nigeria is so bad, is because there are wicked role models everywhere. Right? Mm. For example, in Lagos, now one of the biggest role models, you know who I'm talking about, is that guy that is, you know, controlling controlling buses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buses. You know, just like kind of role models people are seeing. And these guys are quite vocal and they're quite physical with themselves. Yeah. Out there. Mm. They're out there. That's true. So that is why there's so much decadence in our society. Because people see that. Let me tell you, everyone, people are looking for what to follow. People see that and that's what they that's what they know. But we take people or we you know that we're hiding our cocoon. People are hiding, you know, in your room. In your cocoon. Let that's in the sun for seven let days. Like no. <laughs> like you see the house, you travel. No, like, let nobody know that's what I do. I can yeah. speak to one of my friends, you know, just over the, one of the Nomadi community members actually uh, you know, we had a private meeting on Sunday and he was like, Oh, that you know, his family doesn't know his network and all that stuff, you know, he's hiding and I'm like, see, man, you are it's your life you're living, you know. Do you know that on an average, I, I'm, you know, I'm almost 30 in a couple of years, <laughs> you know. But for me, what, what I mean is I have only 20 years left. 20 years left to make, to my, to make my mark on the world. From 50, everything else, everything you are ripping by 50 is, is what you have shown in your, you know. So you won't tell me that I will spend the next 20 years hiding from, hiding from people. Do you understand? <laughs> the main 20 years I have of my life, not living the way I want to you be. Want to. Not sharing my, myself with the world. The world needs to hear it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I need mm-hmm. to enjoy my life hundred percent for me. Do you understand? That's what I think. And that's what we want everybody to think as well too. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your don't life. Don't listen to it. Don't listen. I as, I, as I'm talking to you right now, I have, I have a pending Instagram post that I'm going to drop after, after this conversation. <laughs> I, it, but I was hurrying to come here. <laughs> and that post, I, you know, I was looking really good. I was looking really good there. I've I've been tweeting this morning. Since four years, I'll be treating. Enjoy your life, man. Enjoy your life. It's for you. It's not for anybody. You don't have time again. You have 20 years left. Or I, I, don't have to, I have more than 20 years. I'm not, I'm not yet 30 anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, the reality is, you don't have time. This is yeah. your youth, man. Leave it the way you want to leave it. Yeah. That's nomadic for you. Yeah. Leave it the way you want to leave it. That's nomadic for you. Right? Uh, and then you're talking about the other misconceptions for, uh, you know, digital nomad life. Um, honestly, I, I don't really dwell on, like, 
negative. So mm. I don't really know many misconceptions, to be honest. But I think, you know, one thing that, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, that is really, really, bother, that really bothers us is how traditional people see us in terms of, oh, they feel like we are less productive working. Man, it's a big lie. You are I less know. productive. I know. Yeah. In from outside and all that stuff. Trust me, you have to sometimes collocate, like have physical connections and all that stuff. But I think, you know, for me, I've never worked as hard as I'm working right in my entire life today. Oh, wow. I've never worked as hard as I'm working today, even as traditional jobs. Right? As I live here, I'm heading straight to a restaurant, you know, have a couple of meetings to take, um, have a, lot of, um, a couple of calls to take. Um, you know, my, my marketing team and I were, were, were pushing out some campaigns today, and everything has to go out today. Right, you know, so there's so uh, for me, like, I think that's a very big mis- misconception that you know, work is more productive. And a lot of even a lot of tech founders too are beginning to adopt that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people are mm-hmm. come back to the office, but it's a big lie, it's a big lie. I won't lie to you. Like, I think you know, <clears throat> that is why we started Nomadi, to be honest. Like, we want you know, fine, a lot of people productivity dropped, I will not lie, but you know, just seeing the way we're running the community. Today, for example, one of the digital nomads community told me that, for example, um, he has achieved more in a month of joining Nomadi than he has done in three years oh, wow. you know, of building his product. Right? We are showing that there's a lifestyle of hard work. Right? There's a lifestyle of greed that comes with this job. It's not it's not for complacence. Mm-hmm. Right? This job is not for complacence. So it's actually a balance. Yes. Yeah. It's a mm. balance. Not for complacence. That's, that's and everybody's sitting up. Everybody's sitting up all over the world. Like mm. you can actually do something with yourself. Like, and you know we're also preaching the go- um, the message that it is more than just work; it is actually your life. So people are actually sitting up in terms of productivity for those quote unquote who believe oh, that really. it's less productive to be. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, ter- it's a terrible thing to be in an office every day, right? It's a very terrible thing. <laughs> you know why? You know, I mean, we all know, right? Traffic, you know, stress, and then the stress, and then, for example, like you know. How much can you really achieve in, in eight hours of somebody just watching you? Because there's one boss always watching you. Like, is that guy working? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time I get to him, I just lay down on the bed first. Yes. And sleep for like two hours. And I stand up again. Because of the traffic. Because you're, you're spending two hours, three hours in traffic. And I'm just going here. It's just here. It's just here. Like, literally. I can walk <laughs> to my house. But yeah. I'm going to spend two hours in traffic because, you know, Lagos. So that's, 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 that's actually, the major that's one. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. major one. So... Now you mentioned, and when we started off, you started off with the different challenges, you know, the infrastructure, community, uh, payments, financial products, and all of that. But beyond this, uh, there's also the government factor. Governments can either be for or against, right? But And there's something we probably should not share away from. The digital nomad community is growing, yeah. and it's growing fast. It's growing fast. Yeah. It's so, growing really fast. Something we acknowledge. Yeah, so sooner or later governments would have to come around have some sort of regulations policies, policies sure. around all of this sure. some governments are already doing that you're having the digital nomad visa and all of that yeah. so what are some other policies that you think african governments especially should begin to take into place and consideration as the communities grow more hmm this is a very interesting question um you know like you said digital nomad culture is growing. In fact, it's something that we're always talking about at Catcher Labs because that's our, that's our core focus as a company. We just want to build products around this space. And we realize that, you know, a market that becomes so big would never will not go unnoticed for so long. Mm-hmm. Right? So many of us are, you know, just 
part of society, but you know, mostly virtually. <laughs> right. Um, so, I think <clears throat> you know, from from a good standpoint, any government that you know wants anything meaningful, we need, they need to understand that this is a force. You see, mm. that's the problem with government. They always think that you know they can coerce people. You cannot coerce people for so long. You have to create incentives. Incentives. Leadership is by incentives, not by coercion. That is where a lot of African governments are getting it wrong. Mm. Human beings run on incentives, not coercion. If you want to get the best of a human, provide the incentives. And that's why I was telling you just you know before the session about how we need to drive the spirit of entrepreneurship as a country. Mm. We cannot create all the jobs. But there are so many problems to be solved. Right? So you need to you need to create incentive mechanisms that will allow us as digital nomads contribute to the society in the way we want to. Right? Mm. Else we'll take ourselves and go to another place. Like you said, digital nomad visas are everywhere. They are they are going <laughs> all over the yeah, world. Yeah, they are. And I can work from anywhere. I can work from anywhere I want to. Right? So <coughs> gone are the days. You see, trust me, the world is uniting. Gone are the days when governments have the power that they think they have. They don't have it anymore. <laughs> of course not. They need to dialogue. Look mm. at what happened with blockchain and crypto yeah, a couple of years ago. Everybody has shamelessly, to. shamelessly, the central bank was thinking they could ban it. Shamelessly. But they, it didn't work. The market still grew and yeah. tripled. So it's it's one was actually the biggest here. Governments grow more. Government need, they need to think for crypto. They need to start thinking. Thinking about incentive. That is how first world countries become first world countries. Citizens are more important than government. Right? So you need to create incentive mechanisms that allow citizens, you know, become better, right, and value adding to society. And one of those ways, for example, in Nigeria, I think one big one big challenge we are seeing, you know, beyond infrastructure problems and electricity and all of that. Because one of the biggest appeal of East Africa today is the infrastructure. You know, good road network, stable, you know, literally when I was in Kenya, I could walk into any place and there was Wi-Fi. You know, oh, wow. not, not, I, I don't mean, I mean, not, not necessarily government provided Wi Fi, but it's more like, you know, I mean, there was just Wi Fi infrastructure everywhere. Like, the fact that right of way is probably even there in Nigeria, people are finding it difficult to lay cables, fibers, for like, internet. So, how do you want to how get do you want to even get, like, it's just, it's just crazy what's going on in this part of the world. Governments just, governments just do things as, as if they are, they are not, they are not citizens before becoming government. I think they don't try to understand that thing before they now start laying down policies. And that's why society will continue to be as it is anyhow. Rebellious. <laughs> because at the, at, the core of you, at, the core, at the core of human <laughs> at the core of a human, humans are rebellious at core. Yeah. When sure. you use when you flog a human being, you naturally want to hit you back. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. But if you call and say, Hi, how, how can we progress together? We will reason together. So government, so I will not tell government to to continue in their path because they are going about it wrong. And if the next government that is coming is also planning to go about it in the way they are going about it, they will fail as well in terms of, you know, regularizing digital nomads in Nigeria. Do you understand? We'll take ourselves and move to other places that accept us and give us what we want in terms of incentives and benefits, mm. right? Society must provide benefits for people to actually contribute to the society. You don't use force. You don't use um, CBN. You don't <laughs> use, um, you know, police and all that. And uh, uh, that come back to the police situation. That's another problem in this country. Security. Security. Harassment and all of that stuff. Just on my way here, you know, 
Although I'm a, I'm, a quite, I'm quite a calm person when it comes to the you know the the military or the you know the police officers, right? You know when I approach, because like I don't have your time. I don't have time to shout at you. Well, I don't greet you. Like how are you, officer? You know, <clears throat> but generally everybody's different, right? So the 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 harassment is also a, a thing, right? I mean, relatively reduced, you know, post answers and the rest, right? But um, you know, it's still happening. Yeah, it's security is. challenges. Um, you know. Thefts and all that stuff. It's happening. It's happening. Like I was just looking for to pack my car. I just want to make sure that my car is safe where wherever it is. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so they need to create an enabling environment. Government needs to focus on in terms of policy. If you're thinking of policy, if you think of policy for digital nomad, create an enabling an enabling environment. Invite us, we'll help you. <laughs> we'll help you structure policies. Mm, that will work not not um, structural laws <laughs> <laughs> laws to control. So if if you were if you were called to the last if you were called to the committee, like there's a committee for policies around the tournament, what's that one policy that would be your major, major focus? Hmm. Um, I, I think the, the, the there's a plethora of things to be done. <laughs> <laughs> but but I like what I like what um you know, I'm a big fan of Ian Aboyeji, co-founder of Flutterwave and um, you know, Future, Future Africa. Africa. You know, they're currently building Eternal City, um, which is going to be like a city of digital nomads, physical city, actually. I think, you know, we need to encourage... You see, that's all I'm going to do by policy. See, we, we need to start thinking on national skills. I don't, th I, I don't think as a local man. <coughs> we start thinking on national skills. How do we create zones industrial zones for example like i told you entrepreneurship beyond beyond so i'm going to digress again beyond 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 um digital nomad because everybody got digital nomads yeah there's a whole market out there that government needs to quickly arrest because this unemployment and this crime rate is it's an economic issue we need to arrest it it's a ticking time bomb we need to arrest it immediately you know nigeria will blow up in front of us Right, <laughs> it's probably one of us. There are there are countries that, that that you know you know just because of that these high levels of you know crime and you know countries are just unstable, you know countries are just unstable. Right, so government needs to focus on expanding the economy. Generally, mm. how do you expand an economy like Nigeria? I'm you know they reel out their manifesto and they're like they create ten million jobs in the military in this. You don't do that. That's not how to create jobs. Power people to start their things. Yes. Start. We need to become. What is the Nigerian dream today? There's no Nigerian dream per se, mm. but but I think it's a Nigerian dream that has not been institutionalized. Nigerians are known as starters all over the world. Anywhere you go to, anywhere you go to in the world as a digital nomad, they respect Nigerians. Mm. Like, ah, these guys are everywhere. Oh. If you go to Cambodia, you find a Nigerian there, <laughs> <laughs> or Venezuela. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> you, find Russia. A, you find Nigerians everywhere. Yeah. Nigerians are naturally digital nomads mm. because the place is too chaotic. So we have to move. You know, we have to move around the place. Mm. Mm. So, so we need to drive that national spirit of starting your own thing. That is how first world countries become first world countries. That's how China became China. Mm. Okay. You need to start, you know, you know, from that, from that, from that. So, so, so the government needs to focus on creating an enabling environment, not, not just the way that you know an enabling environment for businesses, right? We need to drive a national entrepreneurship program, right? 
every year we are creating 10 million entrepreneurs to the NYSE, for example, like we we're just discussing, the NYSE needs to become a national entrepreneurship program. Everybody starts something doing your NYSE, and we evaluate what you did at the end. Yeah. This will create jobs. Do you understand? Yeah. So we need to focus. So back to digital nomad life, we need to focus on creating, for example, digital nomad like I, I was saying, clusters. industrial clusters, clusters. And that's what we're doing, nomadi. In every city in Nigeria, for example, there will be a nomadic rep, and we have a, we, we have, we're hosting monthly meetups, inspiring ourselves, and you know learning, right? So we need to focus on creating those kind of clusters from an institutional scale, right? And then see what can be built because beyond 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 just community, like when when smart minds come together, something must be built. Mm. Nowadays, are finding people to work with on projects. Oh, I want to start this project, and you get a whole team. Marketing, goods, operations, everything on the community. <laughs> you start well, and finish, that's even that's investors. Wow. Well, so that's what we need to focus on an institutional scale. We need to drive it mm-hmm. as a country, right? And as a people. Mm-hmm. That's what we believe. That's 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 interesting. That's interesting. I think I think that brings us to the end of our conversation for yeah. today. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Abovi, for having this conversation for having with guys. us. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Tech Next, um, you know, community. You see, oh. he's a big fan. Oh. While, while, while I was at Bitmama, you know, we supported some of the yeah, conferences, yeah. Tech Next conference yeah. and all of that. Yeah, Thank you. That. So what are you much. doing? He's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as it's our culture, yeah, the conversation doesn't end here. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there will be viewers who would want to connect with you. Sure. Maybe get on Nomadi and join Nomadi. You want to reach me? I'm on Nomadi. I'm there 24 7. I don't sleep. <laughs> For so money tonight. How would they reach you? Social join Nomadi. Media handles. So the social media handle is at, at join, J O I N, Nomadi, N O M A D I. Right? Okay. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. Right? Or www.joinnomadi.com. Right? Okay. Um, you know, personally, above you, Wally. Search it anywhere you find it. Uh-huh. Oh, awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, just like above you, while you can search Tech Bytes anywhere you find you it. You find it. Yeah. Mm. Anywhere. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rui, you want to share your. Yeah, um, you know, as you said, it's unique. It's Omole Omori. Just look for it. Anyway, find it. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google the name. <laughs> Google Nomad. Google Ebobi. Okay. Google Amole. Google okay. Technics. You'll find everything there. Yeah. My name is Olua Adam Larry. I can mm. You can search it. You'll find it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, guys. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.